Good morning and welcome to Vertical Church Online. I'm so glad you're here with us. Come inside and see what it's like to never underestimate your present moment. Yeah. I'm so glad you're here today. It's going to be a great day. It's a special weekend. Uh, following our service today, we're having our Next Step Lunch. And we have seven new families going to be part of that Next Step Lunch today. We're very excited for those taking that next step. Yeah, to be a part of Vertical Church and what God is doing here. Yesterday, uh, Matt uh, got married right here on this stage, his lovely bride, Alex, and they took off last night on to a honeymoon week. So we're excited for them, and uh, we're excited that Matt will have someone else joining him in ministry, active ministry here. So we're grateful for that as well. I'm glad you're here, part of our series, Christmas Present, what it means to be fully engaged in the moment, present in the moment, because that is where God does his greatest work, is in the moment. He is present today. He is active in our lives now. We don't have to live in the past with regrets. We don't have to live in fear of the future. We don't have to live with distractions. We don't have to live somewhere off in our head, wondering and fearing and trying to figure it all out because God is present in this moment right now to meet us and speak to us. Amen? Today, I want us to think about this idea that we should never, ever underestimate our present moment. Because God is in it, we should never underestimate the present moment. That's happened to me sometimes in my life, where I get distracted, where I get sidetracked, where I miss the moment. I remember uh, I hadn't been saved long. I was active in a church and uh, grew up in a home where church was not really a discussion. Uh, faith was not part of what we talked about. Uh, my mom went to church some, and when I was saved and began going, she began, or she had actually kind of preceded me in that process. So her and I went, but my dad didn't. And of course, that was a burden to me. That hurt to see him at home and not knowing really anything about his life, about his faith life. And I didn't have the courage to ask him at the time. So I prayed and prayed. And Sunday after Sunday would go by, and he would stay at home, and it was never part of the conversation at home. And then one Sunday, he came, and I waited. I thought, oh, this is going to be it. This is going to be awesome. He came, left, life went on. After that happened three or four times, I thought, well, I guess nothing's going to happen. I was expecting some moment, and I just let it kind of go out of my mind. On one occasion, my dad came to church again. We went through our service like we normally did. There was the worship time, the message, and then the response time. And the song is being sung, and I'm standing on front row, and I see something out of the corner of my eye, and I turn and look. Whew. It's my dad coming down the aisle at some 70-plus years old, and he comes and recommits his life to Jesus Christ there that morning in the church. Whew. It was, yes. I'm so grateful that, I mean, it really did. He changed from that moment forward. He was never again the same man. Faith began to be something we talked about. He was, he was 6'4 and big and kind of loud and it scared me. But he became the most gentle, humble man. 
and he became very, very faithful to the Lord after that. I had underestimated what God could do. I had underestimated a moment. I had given up. I had given over to the fact that it wasn't ever going to happen. But we should never underestimate the power of God to work in a moment, even when you don't see it happening. Amen? So if you have your Bible today, turn to Luke chapter 1. I want to make a point, and then we're going to move forward into this, this message today. Here's our big truth for today, that God works on behalf of those who believe in spite of what they see in the moment. God loves to answer prayer. He loves to show himself faithful. And when we are in the moment and we are believing him, trusting him, he loves to work in that moment. I'm grateful that he works in spite of our awareness sometimes, but he really loves to show up in the moments when there is one of his children believing and trusting him. He loves to work in spite of what you can see, in spite of what you think, in spite of what you feel in the moment. The Christmas story is full of powerful moments like that. Last week, we looked at the life of Mary, as Brianna referenced to. We looked at how the angel appeared to her in a moment that she was not expecting, gave her some news she wasn't expecting, and she was fully engaged in the moment. She didn't let guilt from the past, she didn't let fear of the future drag her away from what the angel told her. And in that moment, she heard him and she said, let it be to me according to your word. She said, I'm here. In this moment, now, what you've said, may it be to me. I'm fully engaged in this moment. And we left her story right there. Today, we pick up where that story left off. So Luke chapter 1 is where we are today. If you're following in your Bible, if you're following me in an app, if you're following me on screen, you're welcome to take pictures of the screen for notes today. Any of that is fine. Luke chapter 1, we see this story happening as we get into Luke it says this in verse 39. It says, Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. You see, if you remember back to the story, the angel had said, Hey, Mary, um, I want to give you some insight. Elizabeth is also pregnant. And she's advanced in years. I give you this so that you'll have someone to share this experience with. It's fascinating to me that Mary gets this news that she is going to have a child, though not married. She's going to become pregnant, having not been with a man. God tells her this through the angel. She finds out about Elizabeth and in this verse, it says that with haste, not waiting, not hesitating, not seeing what will happen first, she got up and made preparations and left to go visit Elizabeth. In other words, she believed exactly what God had said. Now, if you've been around life a while, you know that a woman doesn't know right away that she has become 
pregnant. Are you with me? Seed may have been planted, but she will not realize that physically for a while. They didn't have pregnancy tests at CVS for Mary and Joseph. (laughs) She didn't have it. She would have had to have waited for the natural course of events to unfold for her to discover, I think I might be pregnant. But in this situation, it doesn't say that Mary waited two weeks, three weeks, a month. She didn't. She got up with haste and went. What that tells me is she believed what the angel said even when she didn't have any experiences that told her it was true yet. She believed before she saw any signs. She believed before her mind could wrap itself around it. She believed before her emotions caught up to it. She believed before there was any physical indications that it was true. What a statement of faith. She believed and she acted on it. She got up and went. If God says it, she says, I'm going. I'm getting up because I believe what he said is true. Hmm. She dropped what she was doing. She changed her schedule. She changed her routine. She acted on what God said because this is what faith does. Amen? It doesn't have to Google search it first. It doesn't have to ask three friends first. It doesn't have to wait first. If God says it, I believe it, I act on it. It's what we do. In the passage, it continues, and it says, and it happened when Elizabeth, so Mary makes it there. She goes into the house, and it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. So Mary gets there. Elizabeth is pregnant, has been pregnant for a while. And we know that her situation is that she's advanced in years. It must be enough, uh, enough advanced that the angel would say about her, with God, nothing will be impossible. So her situation had to have been challenging She's pregnant. She's visibly pregnant. She has felt the sign. She knows. And Mary enters into her house. Mary, who's coming by faith. Mary, who looks the same as she did perhaps the last time Elizabeth had seen her. Mary comes into the house. And I want you to notice carefully what this verse says. And it happened When Elizabeth, what? Heard. It didn't say saw. They didn't stop and take a selfie together. It says that Elizabeth heard Mary's voice. I don't know what Elizabeth was doing. I picture her doing something in the house. Maybe Zacharias is at the door and he lets Mary in. Maybe she finds her way in on her own. And maybe Mary calls out, Elizabeth, Elizabeth. And in that moment, when she hears, hears Mary's voice, it says she heard the greeting of Mary. 
that the babe, the baby, leaped in her womb, in Elizabeth. I don't know if we catch the weight of what's happening in this verse, but let me just point out a few things. There is a connection between a mom and the baby in the womb. Because who heard Mary's voice? Elizabeth did. And the baby leaps. Let me tell you this. Let me assure you this. In case you needed some assurance or reassurance, this baby is fully alive. This is a person designed by God, fully alive inside the womb having all rights, values, and privileges of a full-grown, full-birthed baby already present in this womb, this baby is alive. And there is a connection between the mom and this baby. Amen? This baby is alive. This baby is not just some mass of tissue. This baby is alive. This baby is connected to mom because mom hears and baby leaps. But this baby, I believe, heard as well. Mom hears, but baby hears inside the womb. When Heather was pregnant with ours, we would take times where uh, I would read scripture, sing, and talk to our children all before they were born. I knew they knew my voice but I wanted them to really hear my voice up close, and we gave it some intentional, specific time just for that. I love the fact that in Scripture, this is the first recorded incidence of someone recognizing Jesus to be Jesus, and it is an unborn baby in this moment. Are you with me? Are you with me? Amen. 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 Here Mary shows up in her situation and she goes to Elizabeth who's in her own impossible situation and they could have had this pity party in the moment. They could have had this flashback of all their problems in the past. They could have said, I don't understand how this could be. They could have cried. They could have complained. They could have done a lot of things, but they didn't do any of them. They could have gotten wrapped up in fear about what was coming, but instead they took this moment and it became an incredible, powerful moment of worship and adoration of what God had done. That's what happens when you live in the moment and you see God in the moment. And that's what happens here. They both believe God is in this moment. And boy, it just, it spills over for Elizabeth. Is this bothering you that this is going back and forth like this? Like it's bothering me? Oh, here we go. It's the rug. It's the rug up here. So, uh, I want to show you what happens next in this passage because it's beautiful. Because Elizabeth gets caught up in this moment. This is what happens when you get in a moment, you'll get caught up in a moment. If you don't ever stay in a moment, if you don't ever get into a moment, if your head's somewhere else, if your heart's somewhere else, if your mind's somewhere else, you'll miss getting caught up in a moment because you'll miss a moment. But these two ladies, they don't miss a moment. And Elizabeth gets caught up in the moment because this is what happens next in verse 42. It says, then she, Elizabeth, spoke out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. She speaks in faith here. She speaks having not seen, but having known who this is. She goes on in verse 43 and says, 
But why? Why is it granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Why? Why? Why have you come to me? I'm overwhelmed at the grace of God, at the goodness. Why have you chosen me? This is what a right response to the goodness of God is. This is a holy response. Verse 44. It says, For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. It wasn't just a crazy random moment. It wasn't just a sporadic moment where just the tissue decided to flop. This was a moment designed by God Heard by Elizabeth, heard by the baby, John the Baptist, who recognized Jesus, and he left in that moment out of joy. Mm, This is what life does when it comes in contact with Jesus Christ. Now, where I want us to focus today is on the next verse. Because Elizabeth is not through talking. Elizabeth is about to say something that was so powerful for Mary that Mary is going to erupt into a song. Mary's going to sit down and write something that would top the charts. Mary's going to sit down and write an overflow of her heart from what happens next. So what Elizabeth says next is significant. It says so much about how important it is to surround ourselves with people of faith. To surround ourselves with people who have like faith, who can speak hope to us, who can speak encouragement to us. When we get into our situations and we're just a little uncertain, we're a little unclear, and we need someone to speak some truth to us, this is why you do it. Mary went to Elizabeth because Elizabeth had some encouragement for her. And here is where it all unfolds in verse 45. Elizabeth says, blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. You've got to remember, Mary's at a place where she hasn't felt a kick yet. She hasn't had physical proof yet that she's pregnant. She's going strictly off of faith and believing God in the moment. And Elizabeth speaks some powerful words to her. She says, Mary... Look me in the eye, Mary. Look at me, Mary. Listen to me, Mary. I know there's probably a lot going on in your head right now. I know there's probably a lot of things that you're imagining about what's going to happen next. I know you might be just a little concerned about what people are going to say about you. I know you might be concerned about your future, but Mary, listen to me. You are blessed because you believe. Mary, you're blessed because you are choosing to believe. You know, sometimes um, in the culture today, there's a picture painted that says you're actually kind of foolish if you believe. There might be something wrong with you if you believe. You might be a fanatic. You might be losing it. You might be unwise. That's what the culture tells you. Sometimes even your past will even tell you, hey, come on, really? After all you've done, you're going to try to believe now? Really? Come on. 
You see, your past will tell you not to believe. Sometimes the future and your circumstances will try to tell you not to believe. You're going you're gonna to believe that, right? Okay, let me just unfold some things for you. Your mind will tell you. Others will tell you. Let me show you your future. Others will tell you. But Mary heard something powerful that you and I need to hear. You are blessed when you choose to believe. When God speaks a promise to you and you choose to pour your heart and your whole being into believing that, you, in that moment, are not crazy, foolish, weak. You are blessed. Oh, you see, God loves it when one of his believes. When you choose to accept what he says in spite of the circumstances, in spite of where you think this might all go, and you say, God, you spoke to me, you gave me a promise, I will believe that promise. Let me assure you, when you do that, God comes running to show himself faithful. You are blessed when you believe. He pours out additional blessing when you believe. He pours out extra favor when you believe. He runs to be your protector when you believe. He runs to be your provider when you believe. Those who believe are blessed. We should be the ones as followers of Jesus Christ who stand in confidence my God is with me. My God is for me. There is nothing that can be held against me. My sins have been paid for. My future is secure. My God is with me. I am confident and I am blessed. Yeah. It is okay and it is right yeah. and it is necessary to say that and believe that. Are you with me? Yes. Amen. Come on now. But if you're like me, you've, maybe you've walked in some times where you just didn't feel it. I just don't feel blessed. When I look at my bank account, I don't feel blessed. <laughs> when I look at the circumstances in my life sometimes, I don't feel blessed. When I let what my body feels drive who I am, I don't feel blessed. Are you with me this morning? In every one of those situations, I have to believe what God says in spite of what the circumstances say. And I have to speak it and be reminded of it and put myself around people who will remind me of that as well. Amen? Amen. So let's just do this this morning. Let's just say, I am blessed. All right, let's say it. One, two, three. I am blessed. You are, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, I am blessed. That's right. If you believe that he is present with you in your life, if you believe he is your provider today, if you believe that he will protect you from all things that could come against you, if you believe that he has paid for your sin and that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, amen, amen. Now, now we're getting somewhere. Now, this is what Elizabeth wanted Mary to know, Mary, you are blessed because you believe. 
It would be true for her in that moment, but it would be true for her in the days that would unfold ahead because she'd have to keep believing. There'd be some days when Jesus would be rejected and she would have to keep reminding herself, I'm blessed. There'd be a day when Jesus would be arrested and she had to remind herself, I'm blessed. There'd be some days, there'd be some dark days and she'd watch her own son be crucified and be put into a tomb and she'd have to remind herself she was blessed. Then there'd be a day three days later where he would rise again from the dead and it'd be a lot easier to say, <laughs> I am blessed, amen, amen. But that wasn't all that uh, Elizabeth said to her. Elizabeth said something else. She said, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Mary, I want you to know you're blessed because you believe. But Mary, I want you to know that what God has started, he will complete. This is what he does. He is the great I am who is present when he said it, who is present now when he reminds you. And he'll be the I am in the then when you sometimes get worried. He's the I am there. So when you get there, see the I am who's there. Mary, he's going to finish what he started. He's going to bring to pass what he promised. So when he says he's with you, believe him. When he says he's, he'll provide for you, believe him. And he's speaking hope to you today, Mary, just like he's speaking hope to us today. Whatever he has started in your life, know that he will complete it. He will finish it. He will be faithful to do what he has promised. So, let me just give you a couple of examples. If he has spoken to you and promised that he will transform your life and conform you into the image of his son, let me assure you, he will do that. Our responsibility is to believe that. When he promises he's going to provide for you, he will. You believe him. When he gave you a word of truth and hope about your marriage, about restoration, about beauty for ashes, about a spirit of worship for a spirit of heaviness, about joy in the morning in place of the morning. When he promised it, know this, he will be faithful. Our responsibility is to keep believing that along the way. Don't cave, don't crater, don't get off somewhere in your head, don't go back into your past, don't let fear of the future, stay in the moment, believe God, he will bring it to pass. Mary, he's gonna bring it to pass. He'll bring his promise to pass, Mary. And for us, he will bring to pass what he said he will do. Ooh, we can believe him. This is a promise for Mary, but it's such a promise for us today. I don't know where your life is today. I don't know what circumstances you're in. But I know enough about life to know that every one of us today are at a place where 
there's some things we're believing that we've yet to see come to pass, right? There's something we're kind of waiting for to happen and hadn't happened yet. And it's tempting in the moment because we haven't seen it yet to think that it's not going to happen. To think that maybe we missed it, messed up, something happened. But let me assure you, just because you can't see it happening in this moment does not mean that God is not at work. Never underestimate the power of God in the present moment, in the right now. Mary could have dismissed it, but she believed. You and I shouldn't dismiss where we are today, in your circumstances, with your bills, with your marriage situation, with your job situation, with your family situation, with your current situation, with whatever's going on in the moment, you believe what God says, he is at work even when you can't see it. That's right. That's right. Now, let me make some connection here today with this trough. This is our baptism trough here at Vertical. This is the place where those who have put their faith in Jesus Christ come to make a public display of their faith. I love the fact that in Scripture... Baptism is not commanded to be something that happens off in a private, secluded little closet somewhere. It is a public event. It's something you do outwardly. It's a demonstration. It's a public story, a testimony of something that has happened privately in your heart. It is a way of saying, God has spoken to me. And what he spoke to me was that my sins separated me from him. What he spoke to me was that he sent his son to pay for my sins. What he said to me through his word was that Jesus died for my sins, rose again on the third day, and that all who will believe that he did and receive him in will be forgiven completely of their sin, raised up to new life. This is what God says. It's an experience that happens in our heart. This is an experience that happens publicly. This is, I believe in my heart and I confess with my life. You're going to see six people today who have had that experience. They have believed in their heart. God has spoken to them clearly and they are responding to that call and saying, Jesus, I believe in you, and I will now live my life for you. They've made that commitment. This today is the public expression of that. So let me tell you, you're going to see six today, and they are faith giants. They are walking miracles. They are forgiven saints. They are mighty ambassadors. And you think, wow, who are these people? Five of them are children, and one of them is an adult. But I don't call them by what they naturally are. I call them by what God says they are. Amen? Because that's what we do. We don't underestimate the power of God in a moment. And in this moment... We are going to see six who are going to publicly testify, 
Jesus died for me. Jesus has come for me. The Holy Spirit lives in me. He has called me. I am his ambassador. And when they are here today on stage, we're going to have an experience, I believe, kind of like Mary and Elizabeth. Because they're going to walk into the room and they're going to be baptized and something with inside you is going to leap. <laughs> Amen? It will. The Spirit of God within you, if he lives in you, is going to leap within you and you're going to say something. You're going to have to because he'll well up within you. And you'll want to clap and I'll say, please clap. It'll be awesome. You're going to want to say amen and I'll say, please do that. That would be awesome. You might want to shout. You might want to jump. You might want to have some expression. I'll say, please do because the Spirit will give evidence within you that this is good and this is right. And to these who have come to confess, we want to be a voice like Elizabeth that says, you are blessed because you believe. And what God starts and has started, oh, he's going to complete it. He'll finish it. He's going to work in your life. He's going to use you in mighty ways. Trust him. He will. So I want us to pray. And then we're going to have our, um, our offering. And then we'll invite the six for baptism today. But let me ask you this today as you take in this moment. What is it for you today that you're still waiting to see the evidence of? What is it that God's spoken to you and it hasn't happened yet? But it's time to believe that he's still at work in the moment. Would you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, I am so grateful that you are the great I am, that you are present here today, that you are present within the lives of those who trust you. You are stirring, you are calling, you are moving, you are growing faith within us. And I pray we would be like Mary and know that we are blessed when we believe and that whatever you've begun, you will complete. We can trust you for that. I thank you for these six today who are coming, who are making a public statement about a very precious moment that's happened within them. I ask for you to continue to bless them, but I pray that we would be a blessing to them by a word of encouragement and hope and our worship of you today. So God, we trust you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let me ask our ushers to come this morning as we give our offering today, part of our worship. We give out of a spirit of joy. We give out of a spirit of love. We give out of what God has already given to us. Mr. David Bigger's staff, pray for us this morning. Father, in this moment, 
We thank you for Jesus. In this moment, we thank you for the ones who are coming to enter the water. In this moment, we thank you for what's being given. In this moment, we thank you for what you're going to do with it. Father, we love you. We thank you for this season to focus us a little bit more on you in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, what a beautiful service we've had this morning. We're so grateful that you're here to join us. Um, if you're a guest here at Vertical, we're so glad that you're here. Make sure you stop by our Welcome Center on your way out. We have a special gift for you and your family. My name is Taylor, this is Kyle, and here are your Vertical announcements. I'm so excited. The Christmas season is finally upon us. We've sang Mary Did You Know, so for our family, that's like the official start of the Christmas season. Um, thanks for joining us this morning. I wanted to give you all some information about our Christmas Eve service. We're going to have two services to make sure we can accommodate everyone. That's going to be at 4 and 5.30. And we are so excited about this Christmas season. So ladies, our Christmas party is this Saturday. We're going to be playing a game called Our Favorite Things. So what you're going to do is you'll bring three of your favorite things, all $5 each. So say your favorite thing is nail polish, maybe. Um, probably yours, not mine. But yes, yeah, that's probably mine. <laughs> um, so you would go to the store and buy three bottles of nail polish or fuzzy socks. You go buy three pairs of fuzzy socks, maybe some gloves. So you'll bring your three items. You'll bring it here. We'll do a gift exchange and you'll end up going home with three different items. It's a really fun time, fun game. Bring a covered dish. We'll eat, we'll laugh, we'll have some fun, celebrate the holidays. So please join us for that. And those are your vertical announcements. Yeah, awesome. Very good. So let's start today <clears throat> with Jovi, Rindel, and Keith. Yeah, come on out. So Keith is her dad, and he's going to be baptizing her today. So Keith, talk to us for just a moment. <sighs> See if I can get through this. Um, so a few months ago, Jovi started asking just a lot of really deep questions, even ones I didn't know how to answer, like, Dad, how do I hear God's voice? And Let me interrupt you for a moment. If there's any family or friends who want to come stand right here, please do. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. And so, you know, how do I hear, how do I hear God's voice? And I would try to explain it to the best of my ability, but... She'd be like, but how do I know it's him? And so I would say, honey, you just do when it lines up with his word. And so she would ask more and more questions like this. And Kenya and I saw a hunger <clears throat> in her that, uh, well, I haven't seen before. And uh, I'm just super excited and super proud. Are you ready, Jovi? Okay. Should you get in the water? Okay, go ahead and step in. Come on. Jovi, do you believe in Jesus? Yes. Do you believe that he came and he died on the cross for you to forgive you for your sins? And do you believe that he rose again in newness of life so that you can have new life? Joviana Hope Rindel, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in a newness of life. <laughs> Amen. Whew, that's awesome. All right, let me have Lily come out this morning. And if Lily's family wants to come 
this morning and stand in this area. It'd be awesome. We'd love to have you here. Hey, Lily, how are you? You want to take your glasses off? You want to, yeah, okay, cool. Almost, I'm right over here. It'd be great. Come on in. Lily's one of our students in our RISE ministry. All families coming. Yeah, there you go. And Lily was at camp this past summer, and God spoke to her there in a fresh way. And so she comes this morning to make her faith public. And uh, if you know Lily's personality, this is probably not the first choice for her is being up on stage, right? So um, I think, wow, what a bold move. Way to go. I'm proud of you for believing in Jesus, but also making that public. And family, we're grateful that you're here today for this moment as well. So Lily, I know you've put your faith in Jesus Christ. You're buried with him in baptism now. And you're raised to walk the newness of God. <laughs> All right, very good. <clears throat> Let me have Avery come out next. Avery Moon and her family have been attending here at Vertical. And recently, Avery was at an event with her mom, they were telling me. And there, she began asking questions about what it means to know Jesus. And her mom was able to lead her to Christ there that night. What a beautiful expression and experience. So, Avery, we're grateful for you, grateful for family. Y'all come on up and be a part. Avery, let's step on over into that water. <clears throat> Avery, there's a lot of people that are here today. Your family's watching. They love you. They're grateful for you. I'm grateful for your step of obedience to Jesus Christ to follow him. This is the first step in many, many that you'll make as you follow him and trust him. So Avery, I baptize you today as my sister in Christ. Let me do this right here. Yeah. You were buried with him in baptism. Raise to life. Amen. All right. Very good. We have Kelsey come out this morning. And Kelsey's family, if you'll all come stand here as well. Kelsey has asked if she could just say a word or two this morning before she's baptized. Um, Kelsey's been here at Vertical for a pretty good while, and you've probably seen her serving and helping here in a lot of ways. And so she comes this morning to put her faith in Jesus Christ. She's done that, but she comes to make a public expression of that. So Kelsey, here you go. I just wanted to say that I'm really thankful that my family gets to see a really important moment in my life. Amen. This is an important moment, and a first of many, many others, moments where God meets with you, speaks to you, and directs you, and guides you. And this step says, Jesus, I'll follow you wherever you say. So, Kelsey, I baptize you now as my sister in Christ. You're buried with him in baptism. Grace to God. Newness of life. <clears throat> Amen. Thank you all very much. Let me have Nicholas Boston come out. And I hope Roseanne will make her way out too so she can be a part of all of this. <laughs> this is Nicholas. You've, you've seen the Boston family here 
and uh, God has been at work in their life, and uh, they've got a big family, yeah, a family of faith who loves the Lord, and uh, I've got to visit in their home and know them and know this young man to be a man of new faith as well, who's following Jesus with his life, and I'm grateful for that, Nicholas. So let me walk you into the waters over here. There you go. The world is in need today of men, young men, who will stand up for Jesus, who will live for him, who will live their life for him. Nicholas, I believe that's who he's called you to be, a young man who follows Jesus, not the crowd, not yourself, but Jesus only. So, Nicholas, I baptize you today as my brother in Christ. You are buried with him in baptism. You are raised to life. All right, Roseanne is here as well. And Roseanne would like to say a few things before she's baptized. What an awesome morning. Um, so I wrote it down because you know I'll get nervous when I get up here, but um, I'm just gonna kinda, I just have a few words that I wanna say. So I've been a Christian all of my life. Um, in sixth grade, I went through confirmation in the Methodist church and I was baptized. Um, from then I continued to grow in my faith and my faith walk, but since, sorry, since coming to Vertical, I've grown and deepened so much in my faith. Um, and I've wanted to be baptized since really the first Sunday here, but I kept putting it off, excuses after excuses. I've already been saved. I've already been baptized. Um, and the last series especially changed me so much in the way that I see him, um, the way that I serve him. Um, and in one of the last sermons, Brian talked about baptism and how it's bursting into new life. And I knew at that moment I couldn't resist anymore. And I needed to be baptized. Yeah. And uh, so I'm just so excited. I love this church. I love my church family. I love my family. Um, and I'm, I'm just so excited for what we're doing at Vertical. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. There you go. So Roseanne, I'm excited. Because it takes some courage and faith to come up here as an adult. It does. <laughs> and you've done that. And your life is already a testimony here to the power of Jesus Christ. And so this step of full obedience today puts that all into perspective for everyone here. So I'm grateful. I know this is just the beginning of all the ways that God is going to use you in your life. Because you've surrendered your life to him. He will bless you. Blessed are you because you believe. Amen. You're bare with him in baptism, Roseanne. And raised to walk in newness of life. Wow, what a powerful Sunday today as we got to see so many make a public proclamation of faith getting baptized and how we learn that even when we can't see God working, we know that He is. So like this video and subscribe and we will see you next Sunday.